0: Next week, Calling All Cars will be heard at a new time, 7 to 7.30 on Tuesday night, and each Tuesday night at that time thereafter. Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by Rio Grande.
1: Oakland Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. track at 202 regarding a murder. Victims accused given description of suspect. That's all. Rolling away.
0: Nowadays, when many of us are concerned with the possibility of a higher cost of living, I'd like to say a few words about the lower cost of better motors. There's only one way for you and me of revolutionary gasoline to become friends, and that is to try. It stands to reason that it's the best of Those who buy the most, drive the most, use and exhaust this great new gasoline, it will also work best in your car. The operators of police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and other public service systems were the first to prove the amazing response, smooth acceleration, tremendous power, and additional mileage of this radically new gasoline. When you drive into your nearest red and white Rio Grande station in the morning, you will agree with these men and the army of motorists that Rio Grande Quack is the most highly recommended gasoline of public service sold in the West. The facts around which tonight's story has been written were taken from the files of the Oakland Police Department. We have therefore asked Chief Bodie Wallman of Oakland to prepare a foreword to our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a pleasure for me to be a guest of Calling All Cars once more and to reiterate the theme of this program. The story tonight goes back to 1919 when there was more or less gambling in many cities throughout the United States. Today, I am happy to say that there is comparatively few gambling houses operating in our great country. For years, our department has weeded out these undesirable places which hatch crime. We shall hear tonight of the story in which the perpetrators of the crime. Left absolutely no trace, yet they were known to the victims from the start. The unwillingness of those victims to identify the killers greatly hampered the police. Today we get much better cooperation on the part of the citizens. Nevertheless, in spite of obstacles and lack of cooperation, the criminal will learn always that crime cannot pay. The story opens far down in the Pacific Ocean, on the Philippine Islands. Men in practice are engaged in target practice.
2: Ah, dog, there's another. tell
3: yeah, you sure? I'm hitting them
2: today. i got a good reason for being so good.
3: Yeah, I know. Me too. Now, look here. Yeah, you watch this.
2: Uh, you ain't so bad yourself. Hmm, but you ain't seen nothing. Watch this. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. A bull guy sure got a foot high. You sure is getting
2: good. Just yes, you wait, we get back to the state. Just you wait.
0: And now we've kept several months. Our boom trip to open California. It is almost 2 o'clock on Sunday morning, August 3rd, 1919. Police headquarters. Inspector Gallagher speaking. This is Bateman Garcia. I'm out
4: in the color section. Yeah. So you better get out of your pronto. The whole
0: house full of dead people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey, what's the address? Uh, seventeen
3: thirty three Dawson. the Mike, hurry. <laughs>
0: Must be the house there. Flash the light up on that door. Yeah. This is it. 1733. And look, the door's wide open, too. That's And I wonder where Garcia is. I thought he'd be out in front of meet us. You don't suppose he's hit, too, do you? How'd he sound over the phone? Like he was hit? No, just sort of scared or worried. Not quite natural. Funny the door's still open. Yeah. so dark in this hallway. You can't. Listen, oh. did you hear what I heard? Yeah. sounded like a came from over there. Flash the light around. Must have come from behind that door. Come on. Where the devil is Garcia? No soon. I'll be back at that door. It's a done. All right. Open the door carefully. Okay. Well, I'll be done. Garcia. Well, thank heaven you got her, Inspector. This is a terrible mess. You sure gave us a scare. We thought you were dead. I didn't meet us out in front. Oh, I'm sorry, Inspector. These people are hurt pretty bad. I've been dressing the wounds. Good Lord, what a mess! What happened? Mm-hmm. An army walked through here and had target practice. I don't know, Inspector McShane. It was pretty much the way I found everything, and I called an ambulance. It's easy, huh? Uh, yes, sir. Furniture broken, tables overturned, and blood. See, how on earth did that blood get on the walls and the floor? I don't know, sir. Must well, has been quite a fight, huh? Well, let's get out of business. Who are all these people? I don't know. I've been too busy trying to bandage them and administer first aid. The one over there in the expensive looking tuxedo seems to be about done for. Yes, sir. Uh, who's the girl crying over? I don't I know. know. a good looking girl. It's sorry, man, I'm trying to find out something. Yes. Those two men in the corner don't seem to be so hard hit. All right, young lady. What's this all about?
3: Please go not and leave me alone. Huh? Please tell me. Awesome. Thomas. I thought
0: Garcia said there was a house full of dead people. These all seemed to be alive. He was probably a little bit startled. What's your name?
3: Arthur. Oh,
0: Arthur. Oh, now, listen, me. lady, I know how you must feel, but he's hurt bad, and I've got to know how it happened. Now, please, tell me what your name is.
3: Is your police? Yes. Oh. So my name's Helen Moore.
0: Yes, that dick got it. What's your address?
3: This is my home. I live here.
0: This is a isn't it? Yes, I run it. What's his name? We just called call them Arthur? Arthur what?
3: Arthur Woodyard. Is it here too? No.
0: Okay. Now then what happened? Who did this? We don't
3: know.
0: Say listen, buddy, you're in a bad way. Now tell us who did this. Give us a statement before it's too late. We don't
3: know. I'll have... tell
0: you how it happened. Arthur. Stop. Arthur, please. We don't know nothing about it. Okay, okay. You better be careful, Miss Moore. <laughs> you <a little> <laughs> what's the use that's the trouble with these speak murders. Well, it was an underworld job, and nobody will talk. Maybe we can get something out of the others. I doubt it. They're all scared half to death. We'd try though. Let's try the little one first. Yeah. Uh, welcome, police headquarters. We have to have your name. Uh, my, my name's Sexton Sam Sexton. But but I don't know nothing about it. Uh, Arnold, I don't. Know. Mm. I don't know nothing. Yeah. yeah. You. What's your name? Thomas Fowler. What do you know about this? I ain't got nothing to say. I was afraid of that. And yeah, me too. Now, listen, both of you. That man over there is in a bad condition. I doubt if he lives for the rest of the night. And that means that he's been murdered. Do you understand? Murdered. Yes, and furthermore, somebody's going to have to pay for it. Sam, you better tell us what you know about this. There's going to be a serious charge placed against somebody. We're charged about gone. Murder calls for a lot of his friends. I don't know all that. I'm glad I don't I, don't I, don't I don't know nothing but children's things. Okay. The ambulance is pulling up out in front. Well, we'll put Woodyard and the girl in that, and these two can ride the patrol wagon. They're not so badly hurt. And as soon as they're all gone, you and I'll try to reconstruct this crime. (laughs) The wounded victims were taken away, and the two detectives made a rapid but thorough search of the house. Then sat down to try and determine how the shooting occurred. Let's see now kill must have to known here, yeah, or Helen Moore wouldn't let him in. Even though this place isn't the color station, it's exclusive. Yeah. Say, uh, do you notice anything about that picture over there? Sure. But just all the color conveying? What is it, a heron scene? Yeah, but uh, take another look. I didn't know you were <laughs> not here. Well, I'm not. But there's a mole on one of the girl's legs that doesn't look very much like. By George, that's what it is. Hey, what's the matter with you? What are you taking it down for? That's not a mole. It's a bullet hole. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And here's a slug in the wall. I'll have it dug out in a minute. I'm going to call you, little boy. I. My God, if there's one on the wall, there must be several more. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, here's one in the leg of this table. He used a thirty-eight revolver. Here's a slug. I have this a minute. The sure must have gone hog wild, and just between you and me the motive wasn't robbery. Did so you say your slug came from a thirty-eight revolver? Yeah. Well apparently the killer used two guns. A thirty eight revolver and a thirty-two automatic. A thirty two automatic, Yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. There isn't one gunman in the thousand who uses two different kinds of guns. All two gunmen use the same make and caliber. Yeah. and furthermore, this place is too much in the shambles for so one guy to have done it. Well, that's point number two. There were two or more killers. They must have been known to gain any. And another thing, Woodyard was their target. he hurt bad and I'll bad intentionally. I've been thinking the same thing. Whoever well, the gunmen were. They came here with the express intention of killing Woodyard. Probably the second it. A more woman and the other two men were hit by a bullets. Yeah. It's certain the two men were. The woman got in the way. Don't forget the picture of Woodyard on our dresser upstairs. He's got a case on here. That's true. She probably tried to shoot Woodyard. I'm we trying to reconstruct the thing. I'll be one of the killers and you the other. Huh? Sure. I used to be able to recite some Shakespeare. I guess I had not forgotten how to act. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. And we showed to the front door. Now, whoever we are, we came up, rang the doorbell, telling more what to come to the door. Well,
3: look who's here! Come on in and bring your buddies. Just in, Just in, Just
0: in, Just in We would have greeted her and gone in. She'd have led us down the hall into that door over there and brought us in here.
3: Michael
0: now, if we knew her, and we must have, we'd have exchanged a few oh, pleasantries.
3: Hello, guys. Like older,
0: we'd have man. probably have answered in the abstract, and if, as we suspect, the killers were familiar with Woodyard, we'd have inquired about it. Oh,
3: yeah, Arthur's just fine. There he is over there. Come on over and say hello. Hey, Arthur, there's a couple of old friends back there to say hello to you. Oh, hello there, boys.
0: Glad to see you. How's oh, wow. it We would answer, all right. Want to do a little drink of We'd answer maybe and walk over to where Arthur was stationed. Make sure
3: to
0: go boys. I'll be back in a few minutes. All right, gentlemen, the place is yours. About now is when we'd begin, isn't it? Yeah, we'd both whip out our guns. And if this was a grudge killing, tell Woodyard we'd come to get him. Now listen, boys... Ain't no use for guns around here. We can settle this thing peacefully. Yeah, we'd say it couldn't be settled. Wait a minute, don't yeah. you? We can straighten this whole thing out. What's
3: going on over here? Oh, come oh, on, don't shoot him. It wasn't his fault. We tell
0: her to keep out of it good. and uh get nothing about like killing us.
3: But so take the money, and stay out of here. We won't even say nothing to the crowd, promise you, not that's
0: right. That's right. Take the money. Maybe the killers figured they got police and wanted to get even. Huh? That's the past, Well Forget it. Take this money and figure the thing square. Or maybe the girl was the reason. Yeah, ain't no reason to dig up the past.
3: I didn't mean no harm on it, I didn't. I, I cared just as much fight as I always did, but you see, I never really loved you. I love my husband. By this
0: time, we probably haven't had enough words and told the more woman to get out of the way.
3: And you don't know what you're doing. You can't both hang with it. You can both hang. You can't kill a man and get Get out
0: of the way, Eleanor. You'll get it, too. There must be some way to settle this without... Get getting... out of the way. Your number's up, Woodyard. <laughs> The killer would have let go just to be sure Woodard was dead. There was probably several other shots fired in an attempt to shoot up the joint. And that's how the other two got here. Yeah. Most of the others would have scrambled out as best they could. Yeah. One of the killers would have scooped up the Joe, and the two of them beat it. A wild exodus of customers, the furniture got over. Or too. else Woodard put up a fight. Don't forget that possibility. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, after they'd all gone, just the four of them were left. Woodard, weak but not dead, would have sworn the rest to secrecy. Through the deserted streets, Gallagher and McSorley drove to the dull tavern, garish and weird. a home, like food, lined the walls, and from black coffins, loosely jointed skeletons grinned at tattered fires. Pirate rhythm boomed incessantly from drums on the low stage. The two detectives seated themselves uneasily in a skull festooned booth. Oh, this is the famous Fell Tavern. First time I've ever been in it. Yeah? Well, I was here once before. Say, um, how do you like the new Gruesome-looking bunch. What do they have on? Black sights with skeletons to on? Well, it looks like it. It's those grotesque masks that get me. Do mm-hmm. so you notice how they beat those drums in units of three while the others circulate through the crowd? Yeah, quite an idea. I suppose they go among the guests. Sure. There'll be one over here in this way in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a two white people here. Yeah. Entertainers from other night spots that close early and a few stragglers from uptown out slumming. Oh, oh, here comes the waiter. What you gonna have? You mean that guy in the undertaker's outfit as a waiter? Sure. Something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, what you all gonna have? Well, I'll take a Welsh rabbit and a cup of coffee. Yes, sir? Yeah, and I'll take the same, I guess. <laughs> Give me your worst nightmare. Yes, it's coming right up, sir, right? Here. Fine place you brought me, to. And service and bombing fluid. Don't kid yourself, Tom. You'll get the best cup of coffee you ever had. And besides, I uh, didn't bring you here just for coffee. No? No. Just sit tight and pin your ears back, and I'll show you something. Okay. Say, hey, you see those two men in uniform over the far corner? Yeah, I've been watching them. Got more girls around them you can shake a stick at. Why? Right. how women go for the uniform, and you U.S. something. Yeah, they're spending all their pay in one night. Tomorrow, here comes one of those drummers. What do we have to do, buy him a drink? Nah, just wait and see. Evil-looking specimen with that mask on. Good oh, evening, Inspector. You look pretty good. Uh, can you sit down for a few minutes? Sure. What is all this? Who's this, Mandy? Should <laughs> we tell it? Sure. What do we got to lose? Lift your mask up a second and let Tom take a quick look. You have to make it quick. Well, yeah. stand he gets and license that? <laughs> This is Inspector Sanderson's regular racket, yes? He works here at the tavern all the time as a drummer. No one knows he's a <laughs> police officer. <laughs> well, I'll have to be getting back to my drums in a few minutes. What you got on your mind? Uh, there's been a little trouble down on Goss Street tonight. Goss Street? Not Helen Moore's
4: place. Yeah, how'd you know? I'm Mr. tonight. He comes in here almost every night with Arthur Woods. Then you know him, too. Yeah, have he mixed up in it? Yeah,
0: he's got a couple of slugs in it. I doubt if he lives till daylight. What about Miss Moore? Oh, just a slight, slight wound in the shoulder. and a couple of others mixed up in it. You know a Sam
4: Sexton and a Thomas Farley? Yes. The Sexton boys just come here from the south. Oh. Well, Farley's a local man. Neither one's been in any trouble before that I know of. Well, what about Woodridge? I don't know much about him.
0: Always been sort of a mystery. But what happened? We don't exactly know. None of no talk. The place is in its shambles and the money's all gone. But me and Dick have an idea
4: there's more behind it all than robbery. I wouldn't be surprised. Woodard and that more drill have been going around together for some time. There might be a motive than that.
0: That's what we thought. Robbery was probably secondary. Yeah. Well,
4: I'll see have to go and whack on the drum again. I'll go right to work on it, though, and see what I can find. I hear a lot of funny things sitting behind this mayor. And he's not kidding.
0: On Wednesday, August 6th, Gallagher and the conferred with the autopsy surgeon. What's the report, Doctor? Well, the hospital staff did everything it could to save Woodard, but he was too badly hurt. When did he die? This morning. Is the autopsy over yet? Yes, we finished that just an hour ago. Here it is. Hmm. One thirty-eight and one thirty-two bullets found, eh? Yes. One of them was a revolver bullet, and the other was from an automatic. That was what we had figured before. That proved to me that there were two meaning on this. Yes. I'm more than to agree with you. You see, the path followed by the bullets leads me to believe that the thugs were fired from two entirely different positions. Besides, as a precaution against getting his ammunition mixed. A two-gun man practically always uses guns at her right. Well, Gallagher, it looks like you'll have to finish up this case with Tom Wood. I've got to take over another case this afternoon. Old came very me. Well, thanks, Doctor. Mind if we take these thugs along with us? Not at all. Maybe you'll find a gun or two to compare them with. <laughs> A few days later, Inspector Sanderson called on
4: Helen Moore, who was lesson. But can't you understand, Miss Moore? It's the law's job to take care of cases like this.
5: Man, nothing to tell, Inspector Sanderson. Uh,
4: you ain't got no idea who the men were? I
5: ain't never seen them before. Well,
4: how come you let them in if you didn't know him? I thought you was pretty particular.
5: Well, I is, but that night business was bad and I needed customers. what did
4: they look like? How would they dress?
5: Look just like
4: any other soldiers. Soldiers? Huh? Oh, they were soldiers.
5: Did I say that?
4: Yes.
5: Well, I meant they were soldiers of fortune.
4: Yeah. Did you ever know any of them before? No. What branch of the army were they in?
5: Who said anything about them being in the army?
4: Now, looking here, Miss Moore. We ain't getting no place like this. You know who those men were and why they came to kill Woody. Now, why don't you tell me the whole story? It's the duty of the police department to take care of killers. If you carry out your intention to settle on the score yourself, then you'll be a murderer and liable to arrest. Maybe may be hanging. Our people have enough trouble as it is. You don't want that to happen, do you?
5: I ain't gonna kill nobody. Maybe
4: not. But you'll have it done. And if the boys you get to do it is caught, and you know they're gonna get caught, it'll come out that you've got them to do it. That'll make you guilty. Don't you see? I'm trying to help you... Now, why don't you help me? Help me to bring Arthur Wood's murderers to justice.
5: Well, I was going to tell the cops when they first come here, but Arthur made me promise not.
4: I know, but he didn't realize that you might be branded as a murderer yourself. Maybe. Hey. Why, if he'd have thought it out or you, he'd want you to tell.
5: Well, all right, Inspector, I'll tell you. Yeah, they was soldiers in and Sam's army. And there was two of them, and I know them. They come here to get even with Arthur for something they figured he'd done three years ago. I guess it was a little jealous and mixed up in his teeth. Well,
4: do you know the names of the men? Yeah, well, You said you knew them.
5: Yeah, I know the names.
4: Where can we find
5: them? Well, they ought to be at the Presidio in San Francisco.
4: Mm-hmm. Suppose you tell me exactly what took place.
5: Well... It was about midnight or a little after, and I answered the door. And there they stood, the two of them. First, I didn't know whether to let them in or not, but I decided it was best to act like everything was all right. So I let them in. And a little while later,
0: Helen Moore poured out the whole story to Inspector Sanderson, who in turn got in touch with Tom Gallagher at headquarters. All aside, gotta speaking.
4: Listen, Tom, I gotta talk go fast. I'm falling from the scar cabin. I don't want no one to get wired.
0: What's on your mind, Sanderson? The piece is sold up.
4: It's in the bag.
0: Right.
3: All you have to do is make the arrest.
0: Yeah, but arrest too. You and
3: Tom Wood jump in a taxi, think of Helen Moore in her house. She'll be waiting for you, and she'll tell you where
0: to go. Has she decided to talk? I ain't got time to explain, but she'll show you what to do after you pick her ah, okay. up. Okay, we're on the way. I just follow her. Love you Thanks, Andy. Nice going by. Uh, this is Inspector Tom Wood. How do you do? How do you do, Miss Moore? Well, where to, Miss Moore?
5: Down to the ferry and cross over to San Francisco, then over to the Pacific.
0: You mean there's some soldiers mixed up in this? Yes. Yeah. You know them?
5: No, I ain't never seen them before in my life.
0: Uh, How do you know we'll be able to find them at the Brazil?
5: In the incident, I reckon. I've been told I was sighted.
0: Did Woodyard know them? No. Why didn't he want the police to know anything about it?
5: I don't know. He never gained consciousness, so I didn't get there.
0: Do you have any idea what the motive might have been?
5: No, I don't. Rob, I suppose.
0: Are you sure there wasn't
5: anything else back of it? I don't know nothing except what I told you, so don't ask me no more questions. I don't know nothing. There are two soldiers, and the best place to find soldiers is at the Presidio.
0: Okay, Miss Moore. Maybe we can get the real reason out of the killers if we find them. Well, that's a mighty bit of pill to take, Inspector. I hate to think that any of my boys would commit murder. Well, we haven't any definite proof. All we know is that there were two soldiers that Miss Moore says, she's sure she can pick them out of the whole army. I'll tell you what, it's time for roll call, and the men will be lined up outside. I'll accompany you, and we'll inspect the whole regiment at be. That's mighty nice of you, Colonel McDonald. I don't know whether the girl can pick out the men or not, but she seems to think so. Seems to be like a pretty big order. Come along. We can start with the Negro type of a Good idea. Somehow I got a hunch we won't find our men. That's something mighty mysterious about all this. You start to with Sanderson's phone, until the case is open and shut, and you get Helen Moore and follow her instructions. He acted like he knew all about it, and yet the girl is mad like she knows a thing. Uh, maybe Sanderson promised not to betray her confidence. Yeah, I thought of that. Okay, Ward. Bring this door up here. I'll go start with this end and work through the ranks. Okay, right, all right.
5: All set. It won't
0: take long. All right, let's get started.
5: There's one of them.
0: You seem awful positive, Miss Moore.
5: I never forget faces.
0: Private John Martin, two paces forward.
5: Look, there's the other one behind me.
0: Private in the two faces forward. Sergeant, please these men under guard house. As soon as officers Gallagher and Woods got back to headquarters, they obtained warrants and the prisoners were moved from the Presidio Guardhouse to the open City Jail. Thomas Farley and Sam Sexton confirmed Helen Moore's testimony. The hardware store was located where the two guns had been purchased and the ring of evidence tightened. In the meantime, the soldiers solidly refused to confess. Finally, Martin, when threatened with the prospect of hanging for his part in the crime, moved in. You see, he was all at Helen's place about three years ago. This wayward fellow was working there, and before he left, where he took all our money with him,
1: We planned
0: all three years we was in the Philippine Islands. I was going to get even. With him. Is that all, Martin? That motivated you to get even with Woodyard for taking your money? Weren't you in
2: love with Miss Moore? Well, I'll to that also. Oh, so was you, Dyke, that was in love with Miss Moore? Oh, yes, we be all right find out sooner or later, anyway. There she told me over for wood yards. Then he had the nerve to fleece us out of those. I planned for three years I was going to get him. You should take my target practice here. So I come to Helen's house that night just to kill him. Martin, must he got sighted, fired his gun. I was to do all the shooting and see Helen tried to interfere and got a slug in the shoulder. A couple of stray ones hit six and fallen. That's all there is to it. But well, I'm glad he did. And if I had to do it over again, I'd do the same thing. I'm just sorry now that I didn't kill Helen, too. But if I ever get out of here, I'll kill her so heavily. <laughs>
0: a moment, we shall hear the concluding facts regarding our program. Technically, an officer of the law works a certain number of hours, then goes off duty. But in reality, he's always on the job. An all-purpose real Grande request is like that. No matter what this strikingly different gathering is called upon to do, that the weather changes from hot to cold, regardless of the temperature or traffic conditions, You can depend upon all purpose Rio Grande Trash to to live up to its reputation as the most highly endorsed gasoline in the West. (laughs) Aided by the formerly reluctant victims, officials brought Martin and Dykes to trial. They were found guilty and sentenced to spend the remainder of their lives in San Quentin.
1: Thank you the card. Can't play the broadcast. We have two. We're going to murder. kids now. I'm let